Why in 2014 is check fraud still plaguing banking institutions? Why haven't advanced technologies such as remote capture successfully helped to curb check fraud schemes as they were intended to when Check 21 first took effect? And why aren't banking institutions making investments in better check fraud risk mitigation strategies? This morning, I'm joined by Wesley Wilhelm, a check fraud guru and lead fraud expert at Nice Actimize, who says check fraud isn't going away, and there's a whole host of reasons why. So, Wesley, why isn't check fraud going away? Well, check fraud's not going away because it is a very straightforward and technically unsophisticated way to commit fraud. The ability of desktop printers to print counterfeit check, mobile phones to take pictures of checks and then upload those images to your workstation is, is technology that's easily adaptable by fraudsters. As I mentioned in the introduction, check imaging, of course, when Check 21 first became law in 2004, some of the expectation was that imaging checks would help to reduce some of the fraud schemes that we saw. But really, in some ways, it sounds like these check imaging technologies have actually helped to perpetrate fraud. Yeah, in, in some cases, it helped reduce fraud by reducing clearing times. And I think the most important thing to remember about Check 21 is the, the overriding driving uh, force behind it was the realization that from a banking infrastructure security standpoint, we just couldn't afford to push paper around the country in airplanes anymore. But by reducing float times and speeding up uh, delivery, that has made it easier to detect certain kinds of fraud. But by using images and opening up images to an open environment, like a cell phone, it also means that the fraudsters have the ability to manipulate images, to deposit the same image multiple times in multiple different locations. And so it, it changes the twist a little bit, but the fraudsters are easily adaptable, that's for sure. You know, Wes, something that you and I have talked about in the past relates to these check-kiting schemes, which is take advantage of the fact that checks are deposited and the funds are actually credited to the account before the checks are actually cleared. And in some ways, the advent of check imaging has helped to, to breathe new life into some of these old schemes. What I find puzzling is why are banking institutions still struggling with these types of, of attacks? Because it seems like they would wait to actually fund accounts before allowing those funds to be withdrawn. It is a difficult challenge for financial institutions to identify instances when they have cause to doubt that the check is going to be collectible from a Reg CC perspective. And they're also forced with a very dynamic competitive environment in that most financial institutions are driving towards quicker and quicker funds availability as a competitive advantage. So the challenge is double. In order to maintain customers who are becoming much more accustomed to, if not immediate funds availability, than same-day funds availability, and certainly next day. The financial institutions don't have the amount of time they used to have to evaluate deposits and identify if there's some doubt whether or not the check is going to be collectible or not. So, Wes, what's the recommendation? What should banking institutions be doing that they're not doing to help address some of this? Well, I think one of the important components that a financial institution needs to do is to begin to migrate legacy system interfaces from batch interfaces to real-time interfaces such that the deposit activity can be scored at the time the deposit is transmitted as opposed to waiting to evaluate the risk of that deposit sometime in the middle of the night uh, in a batch run that, that then kicks out into a 
alert system the next morning when when the employees of the bank arrive to review the, the alert. If you're going to give faster funds availability, you need to evaluate those deposits in a much more timely manner. I want to bring in some factoids here, Wes, that I think are applicable and just to get some perspective from you if they're surprising. According to our Just Close Faces of Fraud survey for 2014, for which the results will soon be published, they're not actually out yet, check fraud actually ranked as the third most prevalent type of fraud that banking institutions battled in 2013. And just anecdotally, we got the same results when we did the survey last year. So check fraud in 2012 uh, was the number three most prevalent type of fraud. Is this surprising to you? Not at all. Check fraud has been neck and neck with debit card, credit card fraud for a number of years. And I recently did some analysis of historical ABA deposit fraud survey reports. And over the last 20 years, check fraud has counted to, when you adjust it for inflation, over $20 billion in fraud losses. So when you look at those types of, of losses, Wes, it seems that banking institutions would take a step back and say, this is an area that we need to address. but. You know, time and time again, we hear that banking institutions aren't really investing in technologies or strategies, if you will, that help to address check fraud. Why is that? Well, that's the, one of the very interesting dynamics in check fraud. Even though the aggregate dollar amounts adjusted for inflation over the long run indicate a lot of money loss, the banks are actually doing a really good job from a prevention ratio standpoint. Over the last six, seven years, they have reported both the fraud losses that occurred and also the fraud attempts that were thwarted. And they have a, a 92% prevention ratio right now, which means that of all of the fraud that occurs, only 8% of it is getting through. So it's a good news, bad news scenario, right? The prevention rates are quite high, but that means that the incidence or the prevalence rates are also quite high. Wes, would you say that check fraud schemes or check fraud attempts have increased in the last five years? In the last five years, they've actually decreased a little bit. Not a lot, but enough to be noticeable in the, in the charts. And is there any role that behavioral analytics could play in helping banking institutions pick up on some of these check fraud schemes sooner? Oh, absolutely. One of the most important aspects of detecting check fraud is to detect anomalous or uh, suspicious behavior or changes in behavior. It's especially useful in account takeover scenarios where the customer is using the account and the fraudster is also using the account. I was recently reviewing a deposit account fraud case with a client and they were having incoming ACH transfers from another financial institution and we said, that doesn't look right. That's out of, out of normal, and it was a fairly new account. And the, the analyst called up the branch that opened the account and asked to speak with the person who opened the account. And the employee of the bank at the branch said, oh, yeah, I opened that account for the woman a couple of weeks ago, and she said she was going to be moving in some money from her other account. Well, it turned out that the account she was moving the money in from wasn't hers. And, in fact, the individual at the branch said, yeah, uh, she just moved in some money, and I cut her a cashier's check a little while ago. And I also increased her debit card limit so she could uh, use the ATM and take more of the cash out that she needed. It's a very interesting real-time speed dynamic there. And also, this is a group of fraudsters that are certainly very willing to walk into a branch and talk to an employee and have their picture taken. Wes, I don't know if this really connects to the fraud scheme that you just talked about, but I think there may be an element of it here that ties in. 
Would the elimination of paper checks altogether help to reduce some of these types of schemes? Well, in that particular scheme, the, the elimination or the reduction of paper checks or the images of paper checks wouldn't have a whole lot of impact with the exception of the paper cashier's check that the fraudster used to withdraw the funds. It would certainly be just as easy for them to write checks on the account. And prior to my leaving the site location, they were looking at and a number of checks that were written against the account. I think the important thing is to realize that while the volume of checks has been decreasing significantly, there's still a significant volume of checks being processed. And so while the checks may be going away, the images are, are living. And I think the important thing about the images is that the images are quite easy to duplicate. In some ways, the images, I guess, just because of this nature that they're, they're being moved around and they're probably more accessible, that it's actually helped to fuel some new types of check fraud that we didn't see 20 years ago. Yeah, the most common one that most financial institutions are very focused on is depositing of duplicate items. And you have to be fairly cognizant of how you define duplicate but it's basically exactly the same item. You take a picture of it and deposit it into Bank A and then also deposit it into Bank B. It also doesn't preclude you from taking that image that you've just taken a copy of and sending it to your personal computer at home and going in with a paint program and changing the check number by one digit. It's no longer technically a duplicate, even though it's the very same item, and deposit it again or change the amount $100 to $1,100. So there's a lot of image manipulation that can get done with very easy to use, frankly, commercially available software. Is there anything that banks are doing or should be doing, Wes, to help them perhaps detect a check that may have been manipulated in this way? Yeah, the electronic altering of a check is something that can be done through standard OCR processes and then also by looking at what's normal and customary for the account. Is it normal and customary for a customer to deposit multiple checks from the same person or different amounts within a short period of time? Obviously check for duplicates and, and the, the key question with checking for duplicates is to evaluate what length of time you go back and look for a duplicate. If you look for a duplicate in the last uh, day, chances are you're not going to find a lot, right? If you look for duplicates in the last six months, you've got a lot of checks to look through. Identifying normal customary deposit behavior as well as the clearing items is an important control point. Right, and this goes back to what you were saying earlier about the role that behavioral analytics would play. Yeah, absolutely. You have to have the data. And in fact, one of the recent client visits that I made with a client that's being very proactive, they're looking to combine not only analytics of the item itself, the image analysis, the car, the lar, the signature, the comparison of the ABA fractional number to the bank number on the check. They're looking to combine those types of image and analytics with standard transactional analytics. So maybe the check looks okay, but not great. It may be an intentional image quality issue, but it looks good enough to meet the threshold. But then you, when you combine that with well, it's not really usual for this particular customer to deposit this amount at this time of day. Combine the two sets of analytics together, and it increases your ability to separate the good deposits that deserve immediate credit and those that you have some doubt about the collectability and should require a phone hold. Interesting stuff, Wes, and it'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of the next 12 to 18 months as banking institutions do make more investments in some of these 
technologies that would help to detect not only behaviors but also some of the cross-channel fraud trends that we see? Yeah, I think the cross-channel fraud piece is really interesting. In fact, one of the recent ABA reports components deals with how the check fraud losses are segmented by the deposit and withdrawal channel. And the teller line continues to be the overwhelming majority of the losses. And so a lot of banks have recently invested a lot of money in online real-time teller systems and integrating those teller systems into a real-time deposit fraud platform would, would provide a lot of benefit as opposed to waiting for, for a batch process to run overnight. Wes, I'd like to thank you again for your time this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. I enjoyed it. Again, we've just heard from Wesley Wilhelm of Nice Actimize. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.